Welcome to On The Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. Hi, I'm Andy Simon. And as you know, I'm your host and your guide. And people come from across the globe to listen to us because we help them get off the brink, which is so much fun because you don't want to get stuck or stalled. And that's really very interesting because sometimes when we see things, we run the other way. We don't really go forward towards them. You need a little nudge or a little hope or some trust. So I go looking for interesting people who are going to help you see things through that fresh lens. So you begin to trust the fact that you can, in fact, change. I know your brain hates to change, but don't waste this crisis that we've gone through. It's a time to rethink everything that you used to think was exactly the way we did it. And now there are all kinds of new ways. You're not quite sure how we're going to go back because you're not going back. Now the question is, how do you go forward? And where is that? And how do you see what's new and uncertain when you all want certainty and there is none? So today I have Linda Vetras Nichols. And Linda came to me through Terry, who is her husband and her, um, her partner on a wonderful firm. Let me tell you a little bit about her, and then she'll tell you about how she got to here, because it's been a wonderful journey for her. But she does some great things with people as a coach, as somebody who is really into their thought leadership, somebody who helps you write books in 20 days. It's really cool stuff with 30 days. So Linda is the CEO of Evolutionary Healer, a global transformational performance improvement company. I'll say that again. They are global. Oh. And it's a transformational performance improvement company. She co-founded with her husband, is embassy ambassador Terry Earthwind Nichols. And I've done two podcasts with Terry and I've done two for him. Great. She is, quote unquote, the queen of clarity. And I love that title. She believes that fantasizing about the impossible is totally reasonable and striving for satisfaction is a must. And at the end of the day, Love and solid relationships are all that matters. You know, we've learned a whole lot during this pandemic, and that is you do only live once. And it's not so bad to really love and love yourself a little, too. She's a spiritual thought leader and coach who finds the gaps and corrals the chaos that keep powerful entrepreneurs stuck or stalled. So in some ways, we do similar things, and we like to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Yes. She's published an author of uh, 21 books, and she has Book in 30 Days Coach with the practical action steps to kick you in the pants so that you can get your book done. And I have two books done. We're working on the third. It is Yay. a journey. Uh, Linda, yes. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And oh, Andy, I just absolutely love your book. I got your book, Rethink. Oh, and let me show up on the camera probably backwards. But <laughs> it, it's so awesome. And yeah, I was wondering if, um, do you know about the book um, Cassandra Speaks? Yes, I do. Yeah, I figured you would. And then Women Around with the Wolves. Yes, I knew. So yeah, Linda, those are my faves too. Okay, so I love me. your book for that reason. Thank you. <laughs> I truly appreciate that. I'd love to share with the audience though, who is Linda and what is your journey? Give them a, a sense of your story, because I do think it's a wonderful, rich one and one that helps others begin to see their own selves in journey form. What's your journey? What's your story? My story is <laughs> I was uh, in a marriage for 33 years. I call it a starter marriage and just trying to keep my sanity. And 
trying to figure it out and figure out what wasn't working and why. And, you know, kind of at the end of the day, it like, it takes two people. So, um, and I didn't know, like, I just felt stuck. And, and now I, you know, teach that like you, it's like, people aren't stuck. Not really. They just feel stuck. And, and for me, what got me unstuck was to surround myself with a whole different group of people. And within that group, um, there was somebody who um, helped me like with questions, kind of clarity questions on, you know, taking a look at leaving a marriage of that many years. And, um, and then, you know, coming up with answers to that question. So that was one of the sort of pivots for my life. And, um, and then I met Terry and we, um, Terry had figured out a process to take people through, um, much like Sigmund Freud was looking for. And Terry discovered, uh, like broke through to, to find that amnesic memory from childhood. And so we worked on that together. We were in the coaching industry with that and, and going out speaking and, and things like that. So and then Terry had heart surgery and um, my coach was like, what do you want to do now? Because he's out of commission for a while. And I had no idea what I really wanted to do. And so I guess that was probably how I started stepping into clarity and helping other people with their clarity. How interesting. So there was a catalytic moment where you were on your own for a moment, not alone, <clears throat> but on your own. And and as you discovered that, part of you was emerging, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And the next stage in your own journey, which was really quite interesting. So as you began to frame that, what was the problem you wanted to help other people solve or to solve for yourself? Because there's a combination. It's really a collaboration, not simply I do this, you do that. It sounds like you were going through your transformation and could help others do as well. How did you develop it? Is there a particular process you can share? What was it all like? Well, I love people's stories like you. And uh, I was just talking to someone networking and said, oh, I love your story. I'd love to record it. And, you know, maybe use it in a summit or something. And, and she's like, oh, yeah, either way, that's fine. So I did that. And then there were like two more women that came along. And it's like, wow, you know, and so I recorded. And then I started thinking, what are these women really saying to me? And they were telling me about a time that they were stuck in their lives. And I thought, oh, I could do a summit on stuck. And so <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed 14 women ages 16 to 74. The 16-year-old was actually um, one of our clients who had been suffering from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, for about two months. And um, yeah, so we were able to like bring out her story as well um, that fit what we're doing in our business and, and bring out what these other women were doing in their businesses. And then I just kind of kept rolling. I just kept interviewing people and I had so many interviews. And I'm like, wow, I could just have a summit a month <laughs> for eight months. That's what I did, right? <laughs> and then I asked 16 of the probably 60 some women I had interviewed and um, if they wanted to be in like a compilation book. And so <laughs> a 
I got the transcriptions back and they were in like script format, like a play at school, you know? And I thought, oh, that's different. And I was going to put them into sort of written form. And then it was like, I, I really hate, they have a beautiful flow this way. I really hate to take away that beautiful flow. And so I, I told Terry, I said, you know what? I'm just going to leave them in script format. And I go, who does that? And he goes, nobody. nobody. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know him. You know he does know that nobody does. Yeah. So anyways, um, then there were like two, um, I took two authors a piece from um, those 16 and made up eight little books um, of their stories and uh-huh. named them after the different summits. So one is called Stuck, one is called Paradigm Shifters, uh, Words. It was more social media on that one. Uh-huh. I, I forget the old titles. Anyways, so yeah, so I ended up publishing nine books. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of cheat. And so people are like, you've done 21 books? How did you do that? You know, my first book, my kids were really challenging. And so I uh, hooked up with a, another person whose kid was super challenging and Um, we started helping parents. We were pulling kids out of biochemical autism, ADD, ADHD, learning disabilities. And then we were teaching parents, mostly moms, how to do that. And that was before you could like Google stuff, you know? So that was really a special time way back when. That was my first book in 1998. And then I suppose it was about uh, 2016 when I started cranking out books. started with nine. <laughs> Did you know the audience who's watching us today is scratching their heads and said, how'd she do that? <laughs> you know, you, you can inspire people. You can, you can push them. They'll, they'll run the other way and say, well, I can't do that. But in fact, part of this requires trust and courage, a bit of bravery, but part mm-hmm. of it just requires a mindset that says, of course I can. Let's see how. And mm-hmm. and Terry and having a husband who's supportive is not inconsequential. Um, but you also had a real good understanding of what was needed, whether it was for those mothers or for the others. And you mm-hmm. sort of felt that they had a, an unmet need. You were really a blue ocean thinker. You're finding you know, even in looking at the cursive, instead of putting it into a format of a font, th- there's something about your approach that's really fascinating to me because you see what is needed and then you come up with an idea to to, to really solve it. Um, I have a hunch that that's been sort of the last period of time since you left your last marriage into this one. What is so important now for you? The freedom to do this, the autonomy, the mastery, your purpose. You know, give the listeners some sense of how you've come to terms with who you are at this stage and, and where is it going? Because they want to have a role model because they all have great ideas. Sometimes they're sitting there and as you know, they don't blossom and we want to help them free it. How about your thoughts? Well, the one thing in, you know, the transition of marriage was, you know, even even if you're you're in a really healthy relationship and and you, you know you're you're not just loved, you really feel loved and supported, it's not enough. Until you love yourself, it isn't enough. And so that was one of the things, big shifts for me is learning to love myself. The other thing is stepping into 
for lack of better words, my zone of genius, you know, where, what is it that I do that I am so good at yes. and I'm yeah. not exhausted doing it. I could just do it, you know, 24 seven and not even burn out. So I have actually stepped into that in the whole book in 30 days process. And the, and I do free sessions. They're usually, they're more like a clarity session and whether someone thinks there's a book inside of them or not. And it's very powerful. And, and the number one thing is I get women out of their heads. Yes. I get them to slow down, to focus, to really embody. And uh, that, that's my little process. So um, we just do like three belly breaths, like close our eyes. And it's funny because when you do that and you get your hand on your abdomen, like all of a sudden you just really calm, you slow. And it, it makes people feel sane. And it's just been a really special process. I, I, it's just a free thing that I do for people, whether I'm networking with them or they're a potential client or whatever. So that's, that's huge. And then I say, if there's, so if it's a clarity thing, I just like, okay, so if you could only do one, which one would it be? Um, if it's more of the, um, well, my typical, if they haven't come to me with a spe- something specific, it's like, okay, if there's only one thing you can let the rest of us know, like you're poofing off the planet tomorrow and you really, really want us to know it. Not, it's not about yourself, not about you. It's you want us to know it for us what would that be? And then they give it to me. Right. And then I get another one and another one. I get three. And then I go back to the first of the three and, and do it again three times. And I end up with nine things in a special order. And I always say like, that just like came from their soul, you know, and that ends up being their book chapters and their message to the world in a specific order of importance to them. And it's easy for them to find their tribe, so to speak. And now, a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled, or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey, Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, a fresh lens to take your business to new heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth and soar again. My new book that came out in January, 2021 is called Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group. 
Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now back to our podcast. Well, but you know, easy is an interesting word always, because in fact, it's not. <laughs> it, you, you take away a couple of pains. People hate to change. The pain in the brain is real. You know, cortisol gets up there, your amygdala fights it. The second thing, the amygdala doesn't like the unfamiliar. And it really wants things that are comfortable, even if they're not. And third, your mind does exactly what it thinks you want it to do. And whether it's putting the hand on the belly or doing some mindfulness or a little meditation, you quiet down and you just take your brain into a quiet mind state where it feels really safe. Yeah. And, and yesterday is gone. Not much you can do about it. Tomorrow hasn't happened. So for the present, you have this wonderful gift of just being. And then your process shows them what is possible. And the trust that comes from that is extremely powerful because they really don't know where they're going, do they? And that uncertainty makes people, the ambiguity makes people very uncomfortable. And But slowly the three turns into nine. And next thing you know, it's time for, for, for us to write a book about us. And not about us, but about what we want the world to know so they can be a better place. Yeah. So as our audience is listening, Think about yourself. What kinds of ideas do you have that you want in some fashion to turn into mm, a legacy of some kind? Um, do you find that people write more than one book as you have? Uh, well, my clients sure do. <laughs> 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 yeah, like I really believe that everybody's full of all kinds of books. And um, like you, you know, your clients, like you won't even take them unless they're at enough is enough. And so they just almost come to me pregnant with a book. <laughs> it's like, I got to get this thing out of me. I have no idea how to do it or I'm afraid to do it, you know, because I'm afraid if I tell whatever they're going to tell, um, somebody else will hate them for it or be mad. And yeah, we, uh, there's a lot of drama trauma stories um, that come <laughs> out of my clients. And what's even weirder is like, I have clients who have done cookbooks with their drama trauma story opening, <laughs> you know, and they're, they're really powerful, cool books, but it's like, who does that? It's we're back to who does that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. So we're working on our third book and uh, the gal I'm working with said, we really ought to do a cookbook like this. I said, Oh, I like that idea. And I'm not sure what, you know, God is in the kitchen all's well in the world, but there's something about that cookbook model that if, you know, pours out a whole different side of us, particularly as a woman, although the great chefs have all been guys. Um, there's a, uh, there's a female side in here that's very nourishing in many ways that, that poses some interesting opportunities. This yeah. is cool. Now you're a person who doesn't stand still. What do you see coming next? Because, I always <laughs> never waste a crisis and we certainly oh I love that line of yours that's so cool what, yeah what well I've well I have like you've stepped into like making a, a a course and I can't wait to take your course by the way it's so cool it just totally fills the gap in in my learning if you will um so I've I created three think if it courses and then um I started experimenting with clients and doing courses 
actually, no, a, a client came to me. She had already started one and we took her book and put it into one. And then I did mine. Yeah. So that's been interesting. And what I've found is even though we're using the material from the book, the course becomes its own thing. It becomes a, almost a whole new teaching. And if you haven't read the book, you're going to be okay. Get through the course. If you have read the book, um, it reinforces the book. So yeah, that that's that's a very exciting thing for me. Another thing I enjoy doing is, is uh, for lack of better words, uh, I want to say the word analyzing someone's website. It's not really a great word. Trans, make sure that that they translate. I know you're so big on that meeting with your clients and their mm -hmm. clients and listening and, you know, where is this not translating, you know? And so that's, that's what I absolutely love to do. That's well. interesting because we're in the process of redesigning our website and I'm yeah. impressed with our guys because they've been working with us for a long time. I've been business for 20 years. So we, we've had multiple websites and iterations, but okay. there's, it, it, you know, it's an interesting time to your point, because as we started to look at what we had been, it was no longer who we were and it wasn't where we were going either. And it was all captured in a website of all things. Um, and then I renovated my office uh, before two weeks ago, three weeks ago and had it repainted. But in the process, I took a lot of books that had been here for 20 years. Right. And down the bookshelves was a fascinating capture of life. Yeah. Um, because the, the books that were important aren't necessarily the ones that I want to hold on to. And I'm not quite sure what I'll be doing with future books since so many of them are on my iPad. But they are, it's an interesting commentary, being an anthropologist. It's an yeah. archaeological indication of the things that matter. And you almost want to do a record of who and what you were and, and what's yeah. becoming in the way in which you're reading and the ideas. You know, Warren Buffett said you should spend five hours a day reading. I'm not sure I can do that. But I try to, Me. you know, two books a week is a, a good book. You know, rap. Oh, wow. And I, I love to read. I'm not a Netflix person, but I am a, a reader and I find the ideas uh, change your mind. You know, your yeah. mind grows as you add new ideas into it, particularly on mm -hmm. how you write a book and how you convey the story. And yeah. it's very, it's very interesting way of learning about the things. But we're both changing. And as we look forward, yeah, people say to me, well, I want to go back to the way it was. They said, it's never going to go back to the way it was. So it's time to create the future you like to have. The challenge they have is a little like the folks who come to write the book. They're not quite sure the future they want to have. But I tell them, unless you visualize where you're going, you can't live today. You know, yeah. we're futurists. And so uh, do you help folks in your coaching? I'm curious what you're seeing among your coaching clients and others about what they see coming. Can they visualize something? New, Because as I'm coaching my clients or doing my workshops for CEOs, they're stuck, many of them, and many of them are guys, and they are just, um, they knew how to run what they had, and they have no idea how to run what is now, and they're smart people, entrepreneurial, and frustrated, not to let it go. I almost want to put their hands on their belly and say, take a deep breath or two, and then I'll start again. You're in a startup phase. What do you yeah. say? Start again. That's such a great point. Um, and you probably know that my husband created the vision strategy roadmap. And so I use that with my clients as well. And it is, it's sort of that just like magic wand time, let go of everything, 
and you know yes. let it kind of come up right from the soul right fully embodied soul right there from your abdomen your power center just let it come up um and what are you doing like where are you and it's really interesting um if they tell me they want to like speak from a stage i just go into this intense drill down with them because that can mean so many things and i really want them to get to like who they really are yes. and so like okay so if you were out you know in the center of the football stadium with nothing or you know like there's people behind you not a wall you know would you be comfortable with that and some people are like yeah and <laughs> other people are like no and like I wouldn't I, if I go to the movie theater I'd love to be in the back having the wall behind me it's uh-huh. so right so like lots of neurological things my background is special education and I love all the brain stuff too so yeah so it's just um well, what else is it? do they do they know what they so uh, just to share some of our observations is I push them being who I am as an anthropologist um I push them out to go exploring I said, you don't have a clue how to redesign your business without going out and listening. You don't have to do much more than listen to customers or those you'd like them to be. And my workshops start off with who's going to be your customer tomorrow? What do they need? How are you Mm -hmm. going to be serving them? Mm -hmm. And I I did a podcast um, earlier about uh, the customer experience now has changed. Everyone wants things fast. And the customer service centers are having a difficult time. They're all 30% short on staff. And they are trying to figure out how to, how to adapt to a remote workforce. Right. How to evaluate them. Everything that was isn't, but the new isn't yet either. And so part of it is how do I visualize what could be? Take it out a year or two. And then sort of backward plan to begin to set up a path Right. Um, to get there because in the absence, we don't know how to live today. And all the homo perspective stuff that Martin Seligman has shown us from the psychology, the you know, human brain wants to see the future. And that's how mm. it gets to now. And if you don't see it, you make it up. Well, good, make it up. Let's tell a story <laughs> now. And you can clear out your mind about the ambiguity. You hate ambiguity. It's not something that humans are comfortable with. So it's an interesting time for helping people see the opportunities of what comes as opposed to flee them or fear them or appease them or do all the things your amygdala would love to do with hijack them. So it's pretty cool stuff. And as as you're working with these entrepreneurs who want to be on the stage, you might set up a stage and let them <laughs> learn how to do it. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, not as yeah. it's just being up there and talking to people. Yeah. Well, and another big question I say is, do you like having the lights in your face? And, you know, like, you know, they may not know and they'll have to go try it, you know, but having a light in their face, some of them just immediately go, no. Do you, so like you want to see your audience. Well, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that just totally changes your venue. <laughs> you know, that totally changes the amount of people who are gonna attend. Right. So yeah, sometimes they can't quite come up with them themselves. So I start giving them some of those but more you, concrete things. But you wonder why they can't. You know, it's sort of interesting. They need you to ask those profound questions. So it's pretty cool. So I'm looking at our time, and it's about ready time for us to 
wrap up, I'd like to ask my interviewees two or three things you don't want the listeners to forget. Are there some things you want them because they remember the ending even better than our beginning? What do you want them to walk away with and say, oh, Linda, really help me with this? Thoughts? Okay. Well, maybe this is what you're looking for, but just the idea that no one's ever really stuck and words are just stories we tell ourselves. I know you and I both talk like that. And uh, like, know who you are. So get in touch. Yeah. Right. Write your own story. Yeah. Uh, Let's emphasize the stories a little bit. Um, What we've learned is that maybe 45 or 50,000 years ago, or at some point, we had a quantum leap in our brain. And humans, because of that, are are story makers. We give meaning to things. And so a thing isn't a thing. It has some purpose or meaning or it has some value. And and, and out of that came the stories. And, and, you know, it's this great book, The Secret of Our Success. It's about how the stories and our culture have been the secret of our human success. And it changes our minds as we evolve. And it keeps, there's a co-evolution here. It's both the, the external and the internal transformation that's going on. And you are evolving as Linda has and I have. We aren't the same folks we started out as. And neither are we that different from them either. But there's been a transformation. And Linda works with people to help them see, feel, and think in new ways, as I do. Because if you don't see it and feel it, you don't know what it is that we're talking about. And she's talking about people wanting to be on stage who don't realize there are going to be lights in their eyes. Oh, we've got to experience it a little bit. Go test it. Pretend you're in uh, high school and you're going to get on stage and, and, and see what it feels like. Because we decide with the heart and the eyes, not the head. And that follows. So it's um, nice. these stories coming out of the pandemic are really big stories. And I'm anxious to yeah. see how we can compile them. As I'm listening to you, Maybe there's a book here on the post-pandemic reality and how do we share it? Whoa, that'd be, heavy. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. And the idea of healthy detachment really comes from staying out of the story. So there's the flip there too. We get so caught up in story and it's like, you know what? It's just a story. You know, it's a story you're telling yourself. You had all this pain. Okay, flip the story. story. and. That's what happened to me. I had a gymnastics accident, lost my dance career, fell and really um, jammed my shoulder and nobody could get under. I went to an orthobionomist and she said, okay, well, tell me how that happened. Like, tell me the story about it. And I said, oh, okay. So I told her and then she, she said, okay, now change the story, you know, like flip the story. And I'm like, like, uh-huh. as if it didn't happen, you know, cause I had the gymnastic accident lost my dance career a few months later, lost my father to suicide. So there was a lot of trauma locked up yes. in that shoulder, right? So we flipped, I flipped the story. Terry was standing behind me and all of a sudden my shoulder blade just went clunk, literally clunk. a sound of clunk. And she just went right in there and, and took care of business. It's like nobody could get under there before. But so, don't lose the power. So because, uh, and I don't mean to interrupt you, because it's so exciting to talk to you, but we live the story in our minds. They are, yeah. an, they're, and they're an illusion. They're not real. Yeah. But they're also in our bodies, you know? Yeah, so that's right. That's the thing. And when we change the story, it's just a story. When we change the story, the body doesn't know the difference. The body goes, oh, okay. Is that the story? Great. 
<laughs> oh, is that the story? Okay. Well, and, and, and I think this is just a great story to share to our audience about how to change because we don't want you on the brink anymore. We want you to soar. And I don't want you to jump out of an airplane without a parachute either, nor do I want you to fly the airplane, you know, and build it at the same time. There's yeah. lots, lots you can do here. And I love Linda's process for helping you express this, turn it into a book and make it a reality, at least an illusion that turns into a something. So it's great fun. Thanks for joining me today. This has been cool. Oh, thank you. It's fun. Oh, so I thank our audience. People always ask, who's your audience? I said, it's all of you out there who come. I truly appreciate it. Um, as you're thinking about yourself, send me your ideas at info at andysimon.com. I have people across the globe who send me their little notes, their ideas about who they'd like to hear from. Mm, I'm share away. It's great fun to share them. And, and it's a great time for you to rethink um, who you are, where you're going, and how you're going to get there. Sometimes you need a hand. And that's what we both do. Both Linda and myself, are, are we have a great time helping you rethink your story. And when you begin to work through my program, Rethink Your Journey with Andy Simon or others, you begin to see that it's all in that story. And if you like the story, great. But if you don't, we can change it. I love Linda's story. She changed her story and next thing you know, her shoulder didn't hurt. How does that happen? Well, I love them. <laughs> it is very awesome. And our books are available on Amazon. And it's On the Brink, Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights and Rethink, Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. And we are delighted you come, enjoy, share, and have a great day. Stay well. Thanks, Linda. Thank you so much for coming today. And we'll say goodbye. Bye now. <laughs>